Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. We live in an age where there is a lot of falsehood. There's a lot of lying. It happens all the time. It happens in the business world, unfortunately. It happens in politics. It happens in just about every walk of life, and people somewhat expect it, I guess, on a certain level. But it's a terrible thing. Of course, lying is against God's law. We know that breaks one of his commandments very specifically. But there is a reason why there is such a spirit of lying today, and it has everything to do with Satan the devil. Now, one of the biggest lies that Satan tells is that mankind has an immortal soul, that he can just do what he wants and he'll keep living. And he'll just uh, when he dies, he has this spirit that just sort of... Uh, well, it goes to heaven or goes to hell, I guess, depending on what people's belief is. But again, we have to understand where lying comes from, where the lie about man's potential comes from. It comes from Satan the devil. That's the reason people are deceived when it comes to God's word. It's because there is a devil. Revelation 12 and verse 9 shows that Satan deceives the whole world, the whole world. Now, that's a very basic biblical truth, but to really stop and consider the fact that the whole world is deceived, it shows the power of Satan and his lying spirit. And he lies about everything, but he lies to man about his potential. Man has an incredible potential, a God family potential, and Satan lies about that. Notice this quote from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course is free at thetrumpet.com, and please sign up for it if you don't have it. It says, The truth about the spirit in man is so important that Satan tried to twist, warp, and pervert it long ago. He clouded the minds of men and deceived them into believing his big lie as far back as the time of Adam and Eve. So Satan does lie, and he has a big lie. And the big lie is what is mankind. What is our potential? What is our future? He does not want people to know that. He hates that. And so he lies about it. And he gets people to believe that lie. And again, the whole world is deceived on it. He lied to Adam and Eve. Remember, Satan is a liar and there is no truth in him. You know, he doesn't, you know, just uh, lie occasionally. (laughs) Christ said he's a liar and there is no truth in him. Christ said that in John 8 and verse 44. And he also said that Satan is a murderer, a liar and a murderer. Now, that's, that's a strong condemnation, but that is from Jesus Christ himself talking about Satan the devil. So let's notice Satan's lie, what he told Eve in the Garden of Eden. This is in Genesis 3 and verse 4. And we have a few passages to look at today, so if you've got a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out. We could look at these together. Genesis 3 and verse 4, it says, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Pretty basic statement. He said, Oh, you're not going to die. Now, you might recall that in Genesis 2 and verse 17, God said that Adam and Eve must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
And if they did eat from it, they would die. That's what God said. So who was telling the truth? God said one thing. Satan said another thing. Well, again, you have to ask yourself the question, do you see Adam and Eve anywhere today? (laughs) I don't. I never have. Because they're dead. They died a long time ago. God was telling them the truth. If they ate from that tree, they would die. That would be the result of it. Didn't mean they would die that second. But the ultimate result of it would be death. And Satan lied about that. He just lied. And Eve believed that lie. And got Adam to go along with it. The correspondence course says that here in the Garden of Eden was the origin of the immortality of the soul doctrine believed by so many today. Now, Satan didn't say to them, you have an immortal soul. (laughs) But he said, you're not going to die. And that's saying the same thing. You're not going to die. You're immortal. But that's not true. As the quote continues, it says, Satan told Eve she would not surely die. In other words, she had this immortal soul that would live forever. And Eve swallowed this lie, hook, line, and sinker. Satan's very good at lying. And it's easy to believe him. We have to know God's word or else we will believe lies as well. We have to compare everything with God's word, the word of truth. And Eve had that word. I mean, God told her specifically, don't do this. Don't eat from that tree or you'll die. But she didn't believe him. She believed Satan and his lies. Now, nearly every person on this earth, again, remember Revelation 12 and verse 9, the whole world is deceived. Nearly every person on this earth believes some variation of this big lie that Satan told Eve. Now, people think that they don't really die. They think that uh, they have this immortal soul. But again, we have to go back to the beginning of this. Satan started the immortal soul lie. He started it, and it's been perpetuated down through mankind's history. Why did Satan tell this lie? Why was it so important to him to deceive man on this point? Well, remember, Christ said that Satan is also a murderer Satan wants to enslave people. He wants to enslave you. He wants to enslave me through sin. And then he wants to murder people. That's what Satan does. Look at this world. Look at the way people treat each other when they're not being led by God. There's a lot of murder, isn't there? There's a lot of murder, whether one person kills another or a person becomes so enslaved into some sort of a sin or an addiction ends up killing them. There is murder There's murder and there's lies, and that comes from Satan the devil. You can think of all the wars, the disease, the crime, all these things that come from people eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, deciding for themselves what they want to do and rejecting God's word. What does it end in? Murder, death, lies. Those are the fruits. Those are the fruits, and and it doesn't take a lot of digging to see that. You can just look at your nightly news. It's all over the place, and it's terrible. Satan's a liar and a murderer, and he wants to keep people out of the kingdom of God. He doesn't want people to understand their God family potential. He doesn't want them to understand that, to understand that, look, if we obey God, God's going to work with people. 
and he's going to call people in their season. There's a different time for different people, but he'll call them. He'll work with them and ultimately wants to bring mankind into his family. Satan hates that. He's sinned. He's a liar and a murderer, and that's the way he lives. He has no part with God because of his, his uh, choices that he's made. So, but God wants to expand his family, and he's doing that through man. And Satan wants to deceive people on that point. So Satan lies about the immortality of the soul. But what does God have to say about immortality? What is our potential? What, what is God doing with man? Notice a few passages here. And we have to keep these in mind because Satan just constantly broadcasts his lies. Constantly. And we have to be constantly going to the Word of God. 1 Timothy 6, verses 15 through 16. It says, Which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords. This is talking about Christ, of course. Who only has immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. God is immortal, but man dies. But God wants to bring man into his family. God wants to give man that immortality that he has. That's the hope, and Satan doesn't want people to see that. He wants people to be deceived on the point and think, well, we we have some sort of immortality already, but, uh, you know, so we can kind of do what we want, and, you know, it doesn't too much matter, I suppose. Try to be good, (laughs) that type of thing. You know what the, the, the teachings are in a lot of places. He wants to blot out the fact that man can become part of the God family. That's what we're born for. That's our potential. That's our future. He wants to enslave man in sin. But Satan is a liar. God's word tells us the truth. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verses 49 through 54. A little bit of a longer passage here, but such an important one to see what God teaches about man and what his potential is. What is the potential of man? 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 49. It says, And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So we, we bear the image of the earthy today. We're humans. We're physical, flesh and blood. But, here's that potential, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Verse 50, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You know, you cannot be a physical human and be born again because you're still flesh and blood, as am I. Being born again means being born as a spirit, as a God being. We're not in the kingdom of God yet because we're flesh and blood. But our potential is to be in God's kingdom as a God being. Verse 50 continues and says, Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. We can't have immortality as a physical human being. We, we fall apart. You know that. You look around and maybe look in the mirror, <laughs> and we're getting older, and we do, uh, we do slow down. And eventually, people die. I mean, that's the way it is. But there's a great hope for man. Satan wants to cloud people's understanding and blot out that understanding, if there, if there was some. Verse 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Now, why is Paul saying this is a mystery? Well, it's because people don't understand it. Revelation 12 and verse 9, Satan's deceived the whole world. 
when we're talking about the God family potential that mankind has, it is a mystery to this world. He says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, talking about death here, but we shall all be changed, right? Some people will be alive at the return of Christ, some first fruits that God's working with, and they'll be changed. It says, and, and of course, changed to spirit, to a God being. It says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, and that's when Christ returns. It says, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This is the truth that Satan does not want people to understand. Yeah, the dead are going to be raised incorruptible. That means immortality. We're going to be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Changed from what? To what? Well, change from flesh and blood to spirit, to immortality, to a God being. And that seems incredible. I mean, people hear that and they think, well, that can't be. But that's the plan of God. And the reason that they can't quite wrap their minds around it is because Satan is just broadcasting his lies. And mankind is caught up in sins. And therefore, their minds aren't open to God's truth. Satan's a master at lying and deceiving people. He does not want people to understand this. He does not want people to see their potential. But this is the hope that we have. Verse 53 says, For this corruptible must put on incorruption. We must become spirit, gods, and this mortal must put on immortality. See, we're mortal, but we must put on that immortality. That's what God wants for us. Verse 54 says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Remember, Satan's a liar and a murderer. He wants to murder. Not just in this physical realm. He wants people to lose their salvation. He wants them to be so turned around and so deceived and so full of sin that that they can't be worked with. But, of course, God is very wise and, and merciful, and he knows how to work with people, and he has a plan for everyone, even people that have had some difficulties in this life. But Satan wants to get in the way and destroy that as much as he possibly can. He wants to see death. He hates man's potential. But as it says here, when this mortal puts on immortality, death is swallowed up in victory. Death, death isn't going to win. If we stay close to God and let God work through us, death doesn't win. That's sleeping. That's temporary. And then there's resurrection to immortal, <laughs> resurrection to the God family. This is a truth that we, we can't ever take for granted or you know, be ho-hum about. This is everything. And that's why this is Satan's big lie to try to get people to think they have an immortal soul. And to take away the truth that we are just mortal today, but we have an incredible God family potential. He wants to cloud that. He wants to deceive people on that. And he's been very successful in doing it. And for those that God has called and he's given this understanding to, he wants to take it away. Satan wants to take it away. And we've got to fight to hold on to it. Now, this first resurrection that we're reading about here, this last trump, God's saints 
are born again into the very family of God, born again into that family as actual God beings. Notice 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 through 18 gives us a picture of some of this. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 16 through 18. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. You know, Abraham, David, Moses. You can think of many others, and of course those that have lived and died and and grew and understood God's truth and were called. And uh, we don't know them (laughs) in terms of their names because they're not in the Bible. But there are people out there that God has worked with over the years. They're going to come up in this resurrection. They're going to come up in it. Verse 17, it says, Then we which are alive, so there again, there are going to be 10,000 saints at Christ's return. You can see that in the Bible, that he is going to... uh, He's going to come back, and he's going to uh, change those that are still living to God beings as well. Verse 17 says that one. When we, which are alive, God's people, and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is not talking about a rapture. This is talking about Christ's return to this earth, and those first fruits that are alive being changed, meeting Christ in the air, the dead in Christ, of course, having been raised first, those that were called and loyal and faithful all the way through their lives, and they're going to be resurrected. And then, of course, Christ returns to this earth and rules it. And so there's a lot more details about that, and you can find more in the uh, Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence course. But again, that's uh, it's quite a subject to study into and takes a fair bit of time. But for today's purposes, again, we're just looking at the fact that this is man's potential, and Satan hates it, and he lies about it all the time with this immortal soul lie. And that's why it's such a serious, serious lie, and it's this big lie that Satan tells. And he told Adam and Eve that lie because he wants people to not understand their God family potential and to not fight for it and to work for it. Verse 18 says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Talk about these things. Comfort each other. People die, and it, it can be you know hard because you miss the person. But comfort one another with these words. This is what's going to happen if we remain faithful to God all through our lives and let him build his character in us and trust him and have faith. Comfort each other with these words. The truth, not with some lie that Satan tells. Comfort each other with these words. And this resurrection... Or this change to eternal God life happens for the first fruit saints at Christ's second coming. That's that's the hope. It's a great hope. Now God is totally fair. He's a totally fair judge. Look, this plan includes everybody. Of course, the first fruits are first, but it includes everybody. Notice Romans two, verses six through eleven. It says, Who will render to every man according to his deeds? You know, what we do in this life does matter. Verse 7 says, To them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. See, God's people are seeking this. We should. It's our potential. We should go after it. We want it. Who wouldn't? By patient continuance. We have to be patient. We have to keep drawing close to God every day, supporting his work. Striving to 
just let God live in us. Let Christ live in us through the power of his Holy Spirit and do his work through us. Verse 7, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. This is eternal life. This is what God is offering. Yes, God's offering eternal life. There is not an immortal soul, but there is an opportunity. There is a potential to be born into the family of God as an actual God being. Verse 8 says, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does evil, of the Jew first and also the Gentile. You know, if if people are just living uh, an evil way, there is a penalty to be paid for that. And if once they know God's truth, they continue in this and they're contentious, then God says, okay, you've made your decision. You know, he'll give them every chance. But at some point, if a person, and hopefully there'll be very few, but if a person says, like, I just don't want to obey God, I don't, I don't want this, well, then they don't have to have it, and they'll, they'll die. They don't have an immortal soul that will burn in hell. They'll just lose out on the opportunity. They'll lose out on the opportunity for life, eternal life. And so, again, we've got to be drawn close to God and letting him work through us and striving to obey him. Verse 10 says, But glory, honor, and peace to every man, that works good to the Jew first, also to the Gentile. This includes everybody. And then verse 11 says, For there is no respect of persons with God. He's, he doesn't respect persons. He respects righteousness. And he calls different people in their season. He has a plan. His great desire, God's great desire, is that every human being is born into his family as a God being. And we have a choice. We have we have to choose. You know, we have two trees set before us. Tree of life, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Which one do we eat from? How do we live our lives? Do we obey God? And then there's Satan telling lies, wanting to murder. We have to understand our God family potential. It's incredible and really go after it. <laughs> like it says here in Romans, really go after it. Go after it. Seek it. Patient continuance well-doing, seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. We shouldn't be ashamed of that calling. We should embrace it and go after it. And, of course, we need God to empower us. But that's the potential that mankind has. It's an incredible potential. We have to really make sure we go to God's Word daily and not listen to the lies of Satan. He's active. He's lying. (laughs) He's out there trying to murder. Listen to God. Listen to God's words and obey them, and strive to live by every word. That's all the time we have for this program, this edition of Live By Every Word. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.